Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sports. My name is Marley Silva and as always, I am joined by my brilliant co-host. I just realised, Georgia, you sent through all those adjectives to me this week and I have not even thought of them for today. But anyway. You're a dog. We're here. We're excited. It's Origin Night. We are recording Slack. Wednesday night. And Georgia is the enemy as the, you know, token Queensland in the group. But we're going to put it aside to get through our normal chat as always. Gilly needs to decide whether she goes to Queensland or New South Wales. She's a Queensland sympathiser. She's a Queensland sympathiser, I think. I've had a lot of, you know what? It's been rough for me. Yes, it's been a traumatic. It's been a really rough time for me in regards to Origin. Anyway, we don't need to talk about it. (laughs) Anyway, how were our weeks? Georgia, let's kick off with you. Uh, yeah, big week. I've been up in Queensland for the week uh, while Melbourne's still been in lockdown. So shout out to everyone in Victoria thinking of you guys. Um, but now there's cases in the sunny coast. So who knows what's going to happen? Other than that, pretty good week. Just caught up with some fam and friends from up here. Just, yeah, hopefully head back to Melbourne this weekend. So good. Nothing much to report on my end, really. Nice and very exciting to hear that it looks like some parts of those restrictions that are in the lockdown are being lifted on Friday. So good news for Melburnians. K-Dog. Yo. We were in Queenstown. We were in Q-Town. Okay, why are we shortening it? Because I said K-Dog. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I've come back with a little bit of a croaky voice. Oh, she ever. hasn't stopped caring on about it too. Oh my god! Get it, Marley. She was sick, and we didn't hear the end of me, it. Me, 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 me. Anyway, how Healy. was my week? Yeah, how was your week? Yeah, you know, jam packed. It's a good way to describe my week. Mm. Jam bloody packed, but really, really, yeah, did a lot of things. Got a lot of things done. Went to Queensland. Back now. Sorry, Jen, tonight. I need to breathe. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we do have a great episode for you coming up, if we do say so ourselves. In particular, we have a couple of guests who are coming on to play a game of Are You Smarter Than a Queenslander? Very funny chat. It's Connor Watson, Kaylin Ponga and Jake Clifford from the Newcastle Knights. Stick around for it. But to kick us off. Feedback feels with kills. Um, thanks for joining everyone to my segment. <laughs> I've got a couple of feedback Rudy's. <laughs> I have uh, two from two followers slash listeners and one that will be completed in the MVP to come. Uh, so it's just some good feels. One from Rachel Gentles who sent us an Insta DM uh, just saying how she loved rugby league growing up and would watch it all with her dad and uh, always felt that she could never voice her opinion at school uh, and join, you know, the footy chat with the boys. She pretty much just told us that she appreciates the podcast, loves the chat and um, is able to participate in more of that banter um, around her life now, which is really cool. And then Tom, who is a consistent listener slash feedback giver, just um, giving some feedback with our Osaka chat from last week. Just uh, also agreeing and saying, why would sports stars want to face the media and answer questions when their words are constantly twisted? So that's some good feedback from Tom. That's all. Well, Georgia has an honourable mention for us as well. Hit us. To Ned. 
And I saw this on his Instagram story today and I haven't um, told him about it. So shout out Ned, um, who made all his Victorian primary school students watch uh, State of Origin highlights today. He put it up on his story and he's like, these kids have no idea what they're watching. And I'm sure they wouldn't, but maybe they'll tune in tonight. So shout out Ned, true Queenslander, forcing Victorians to get involved. I love it. We love to see it. Good on you, Ned, even though you're a Queenslander. That's a nice thing to do for the community of Victoria. Alrighty, you know what time it is. You're the real MVP. This brings us to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. Keely Silver. Marley Silver. You going to kick us off, Matt? Yeah, Matt. We're going to kick you off. So my MVP, just to continue along with the theme, is another geographical location. This week, Queenstown, New Zealand. Um, I just a shout out to the the city itself. It's I fell in love with it. I plan on living there in the snow season next year or the year after. Righto. Um, you say righto like I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'll be podcasting from New Zealand. Okay, adopting the accent as well. Yeah, nah. Uh, just a lot of good vibes. We want to shout out Winnie's, which is a club there, which is sick. Um, the fact that they free pour. Fun people and good dancing that Marley didn't witness, but I did. People can dance in New Zealand. Um, the bungee jump crew that I encountered, they were legends. And two dudes who I made catch me in a stage drive again. We walked into that place. and You it, said it this time. Yeah, because there was like platforms where people were like standing on and dancing on. Marley like nudged me and pointed. And I was like, pointed. this is perfect for stage diving and it's now your thing. Like you have to do it. So she did it and it was great. And the two guys were funny about it. They were, they were a little bit hesitant at first. They were like, mm. <laughs> like uh. And I was like, please. And they're like, oh, okay. They're in cowboy shirts. Yeah. Anyway. They were funny. Queenstown. Recommend. Highly recommend. Put it on your list. It's the only it. one of the only places you can go. And, so and bungee do jump. It. If you don't bungee jump, you're missing out. That's all. I feel completely whole not bungee jumping, okay. so I, I don't back that. Anyway. Georgia. Uh, my MVP this week is Dylan Alcott, uh, who won his 13th Grand Slam over the weekend in, in France at Roland Garros. Roland Garros. He um, is now... Well, not is now, is still now undefeated there. He's got a 100% win rate on clay, which is awesome. And he just gave a really good quote to the media after he won. And he said that people think my purpose in life is winning grand slams and tennis tournaments and gold medals and stuff like that. But my real purpose in life is trying to change perceptions so people with disability can do whatever they want to do, which I thought was really cool. I think he's a great ambassador for that community and... I mean, clearly a great tennis player. He just won his 13th Grand Slam. So, yeah, go Dylan. That's insane. I didn't know that statistic about the 100% win rate on Clay. Like, he's – I mean, he's a freak. My MVP is a guy that a bit of a loose unit got caught uh, in the streets of the sunny coast, I believe, G-Moore. Um, and he was filmed by Bread Gang TV. Who? So, Bread Gang TV, they're social media dudes. They do um, – Lots of videos of like, you know, I think they do like loosest city in wherever kind of type videos. And um, one of them caught this brilliant, brilliant man with a mullet um, talking about being a Queenslander. Uh, We've put it on our socials. You've probably seen it. He's a 
an absolute champion. Uh, even though he's talking about being a Queenslander. The mullet's the best part. The mullet is amazing. He talks about, you know, RIP Steve Irwin. He also says something about being from Better Homes and Guns and like runs into a shop window. And it's so chaotic and unhinged. And it's something about that 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 captures the spirit of State of Origin. It captures the spirit of what it is to be a rugby league supporter. And even more so, it captures the spirit of what it means to be an Australian. Wow. Like, I feel borderline patriotic about that video. That video. And it takes me a lot for me to feel like that, yeah. can I just say. Brings yeah. a tear to my eye to see some pissed idiot talking about Steve Owen. Steve Owen. And he says something about Darren Lockyer. And when he does the first Queenslander, he, like, shakes his face. Oh, my God. What a man. Yeah. I'd like to buy him a beer. That's a good vibe. Go and watch that. It's on our Instagram. Touchdown! Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by that we just can't get out of our heads. The first story we wanted to talk to you about this week was the revelation that former Sydney Swans player and AFL superstar Adam Goods has actually declined his invitation from the AFL to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, He made this decision a few months ago, but it didn't go public until this week when the event um, was postponed again because of the current COVID situation in Victoria. And he said that he didn't want to talk about it because he didn't want to take attention away from the inductees. And the reason that this is a really big story is – if you remember the final years of Adam Goods's career back um, in the early 2010s, he had a really awful experience because essentially he spoke up and out against racism. As a proud Aboriginal man, he called. It started off when he called out a fan um, at a Collingwood game for calling him an ape from the sideline. Um, I'm sure most people remember this saga if they didn't live through it. They were a bit young at the time. Most of us would have seen one of the two documentaries that have been produced, uh, you know, a few years ago to talk about the way that this event was so much bigger than Adam and so much bigger than the sport of AFL because it really highlighted the problems that we have in this country when it comes to how we talk about race. Um, Those documentaries are The Final Quarter and The Australian Dream. And so it shouldn't be too much of a surprise for a lot of people to hear that Goodsy doesn't really want anything to do with AFL because while this was happening um, as some sort of, you know, rather aggressive uh, confrontation between Goodsy and fans and Goodsy and the mainstream media, the AFL didn't really support him um, and not in a way that was sufficient at least. They have since apologised multiple times, but um, in a lot of ways it's pretty understandable that it's just kind of a little bit too little too late. So we wanted to talk about this because it's brought up, you know, a whole bunch of questions around whether the AFL has done enough since it's all happened, um, what we think and feel about Goodsey's response and, you know, what does it even mean to be in the Hall of Fame when you've achieved everything else in the game? So what does it even really matter? So I want to open the floor. How are we thinking, feeling about this? Um, yeah, I mean, I sort of agree with what you said in that I don't think it should come as too much of a surprise to a lot of people. I completely understand where he's coming from. I think, I mean, I probably don't know a great deal about what the AFL have done since the airing of those two documentaries in terms of, uh, 
building that bridge, for lack of better words. Um, Clearly not enough, and I don't think that anybody can make a call on that except for Adam Goods. I think that, yeah, if you've seen the documentaries, I think you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find someone who has seen those and who disagrees with his decision-making here. I think that uh, Hall of Honor... um, I think a Hall of Fame honour is sort of as means as much to you as weight you allow it to have. So I think for him, clearly it's not something that important to him and probably realistically not a world that he wants to step back into, even if it is just for a night. So I think power to him. I think it's, you know, again, athletes making statements for what works for them um, and making decisions based on what is good and healthy and feels right for them moving forward. And I just don't think that um, anyone can blame him really. Think power to him. I think that was a really beautiful summary. G pretty much said everything that I was thinking. I um, I definitely don't blame him. I'm I'm on Goodsy's side, and I I am not surprised at all that he did decline it. Um, initially, I thought, oh, you know, it's real. It's such a shame because man, he's the goat. Like, wouldn't it be great to celebrate him and all his achievements in within the sport that he loved? Um, but then you have to take take everything else into consideration, and yeah, I can't blame the man. I respect him um, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what was an interesting um, kind of dialogue that came out of the AFL community that I saw as a um, former AFL player, Tim Watson. I think he's a commentator as well now. Um, he was quoted as saying on the radio that he thought that he just assumed that enough time would have passed for Adam to have those wounds healed um, and want to have a relationship with the AFL. But Goodsy has made a really clear stance that he wants absolutely nothing to do with the sport these days. Um, I know that he's like quite often asked to do uh, events uh, around Uh, especially the Indigenous round of the AFL and things like that. Even when he's asked to speak at events, um, he always wants to talk about his amazing charity, the Go Foundation or the business that he works in and things like that. Uh, Also, we'll preface that I've um, had the great honour of meeting Adam a few times and um, having a bit to do with him and doing a little bit with the Go Foundation and that work that he's done you know, off the field is is even more impressive than what he did as an AFL player. Um, Also, the AFL, since all of that awful stuff sort of happened to him, created a position um, where at their top executive level they have um, someone who's in in charge of diversity and and inclusion and, you know, having those really tough and progressive conversations around race. It's currently held by a Torres Strait Islander woman. Her name's Tanya Hosh. I've also had the honour of, of meeting her and uh, interviewing her for a previous podcast that I had. She's an incredible woman and they do have this kind of dedication to making it better than what it was and ensuring that what happened to Adam doesn't happen to anyone else. Um, but I think that it's so important to go back to, you know, that question that Tim Watson had around, like you think that enough times, you know, time heals all wounds, I think is one of the, the quotes that he said. But when it comes to you know, racial vilification is, is unlike anything else and um, to have it be on such a, a national stage to a point where actually I think like, you know, I don't want to speak for Adam, but I imagine it changed him as a human being and um, it, d- it certainly has, has changed um, the way that we look at um, the sporting field as a platform for, for talking about um, race and identity and expressing ourselves and I think that um, it definitely has gotten better in AFL 
and in a few other sports and other parts of the country because those those docos that we spoke about before definitely open dialogue in new parts of of Australia. Um, so it's it's interesting um, that of course this once again has you know caused a lot of ripples and, and people having conversations and wow oh my god this is like such a, a thing whatever but um, I think that Batuta advocate. Uh, headline that you sent to us, G. Was yeah, that comes the perfect all. way. I'll read it out. I've got to, the screenshot. I was actually just about to read to it capture out. capture it, yeah. Footballer booed into retirement while game did nothing. Surprisingly turns down Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like but it's just no just, brainer. They do it They do it so well, man. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think like good on him. I, I think he's a, he's such an incredible role model and he's stuck to his guns and, you know, he doesn't owe them anything. And he's showing how, how strong of a human that he is. Sticking with AFL, huge breaking news in the league today at time of recording. So Wednesday, uh, the oh Wednesday, the ninth of June, um, Nathan Buckley has stood down as the coach of the Collingwood Football Club. Um, he held a press conference at eleven o'clock today, highlighting the decision and speaking to the media about what brought them there. So for those of you don't who don't know, Nathan Buckley. Uh, is a former Collingwood player. He played at Port Adelaide and Brisbane Bears before the AFL came to fruition when he joined Collingwood in 94 and played until 2007, so over 260 games all up. Um, He was inducted into the Collingwood Hall of Fame in 2004 and is probably pretty widely regarded as one of the, you know, top sort of 50 players of all time. He started coaching at the Pies in 2012 and since then has seen a win rate of about 54%, which, you know, arguably for one of the oldest and strongest and most well-funded clubs in the competition probably isn't quite good enough for a lot of people. Um, And despite having won Brownlows and Norm Smiths and been a seven-time All-Australian, Buckley never saw a premiership win as a player or as a coach. So hurts a bit. They touched on that in his career today, asked him whether he was fulfilled with his coaching career. And he said, um, I'll say the same thing as I said, when I retired from playing, um, you go into this game wanting to win flags, both as a player and as a coach. And he sort of finished both journeys without having one in either capacity. And he said it hurts, but not as like in no way does it outweigh the friendships and relationships he's made and the wins he's had and the club that he's seen grow so it's huge news it's a complete end of an era for Collingwood um, he's been around the football club for such a long time but following you know the sort of trials and tribulations the club has had over the past 12 months especially with Eddie stepping down and with the um, racial investigation that's happened earlier in the year Um, And yeah, just their inability to win flags and sort of the slow but very steady decline over the past five years, the organisation came to a decision to let him go. So big news. I know we've touched on it before, but certainly opens up the conversation of the responsibility that coaches have in terms of delivering for wins and so forth. But yeah, I think it's obviously very sad too. He will not see his final game in front of Collingwood fans at the MCG. So that's being played in Sydney due to COVID down in Melbourne. But I think, if anything, the AFL has handled this better, like nicely, in a somewhat nice way. Yeah. I mean, my question was going to be, do you think that this departure is exacerbated by 
the sort of drama in the media around Collingwood from the beginning of the year. Like you said, their club president, Eddie Maguire, stood down um, and kind of made a buffoon of himself as he did. Um, <laughs> so, and that all that kind of stuff and, and the fact that they, yeah. Do you reckon that that played a part in, you know, them trying to start again? Yeah, I think definitely. And he said that in his press conference this morning. He said, you can't look past the sort of rocky road that the club have had this year and that Eddie um, stepping down or being stood down, whichever way you'd like to look at it, definitely had an impact on the way that the club was run and sort of that era had finished. And he said, I don't think the club will ever have a clean slate as clean as they do now, like a new president and a new coach. And I think he, he was really positive and the journalists did sort of try and squeeze out of him. Did you step down or were you stood down? And he said, I would never assume to do your job for you. I know you guys will write the headlines that you want to write anyway. Um, which, you know, it, they presented this extremely united front. Um, I think it was the football manager and potentially the interim president. I'm not entirely sure who the two gents were that sat by him, but he seems like extremely content with the decision. And I think uh, for someone who clearly has such a deep passion for the pies, he would have had enough vision to see that it was the right decision for the club. I've had, per- I've got personal friends who are Pies fans who have been wanting and gone for a long time because they think the club needs someone new and a new game plan. But yeah, I think that he loves and respects the club enough to know that it was probably time for him and that probably made that conversation a bit easier. But he certainly seemed pretty content. Would we put this then as like the best practice for moving a coach on? Yeah, I think so, but I think I think so much of that comes from the coach having the vision to know when it's their time. Like, I think that will for me watching the press conference today and whether he's just a A grade actor or it was the truth, he just seemed like very content with the decision and he wanted the best for the club moving forward and knew that he was no longer the man for the job, which ideally would happen at a lot of clubs, but You'd hope that that conversation can be pretty transparent with coaches when it happens moving forward. Colin would have done a pretty good job in this. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what I touched on. That I think it's the best way that they've done it. And I think I read something that, you know, he's going to use this time to focus on his family, um, you know, and like you said, G, he, he's really content and seems like he's happy to move on. Well, there you go. Maybe it's the beginning of the redemption arc for Collingwood. And finally, to wrap up this episode's Around the Grounds, we have Are You Smarter Than a Queenslander? As many of you would already know, this week sees the first game of one of Australia's greatest sporting rivalries, the NRL's State of Origin, where the best players from New South Wales and Queensland come head-to-head in a three-game series. It's an event that's known historically for its huge hits, iconic wins, and unmatched passion and pride for everyone involved. It's state against state, mate against mate, and to celebrate... One of the best times of the year, we have created this brand new trivia game. And we're going to, for each game of this year's series, we're going to see two players or former players, one refereeing New South Wales, the other Queensland, go head-to-head in a round of state-based trivia to find out which state comes out on top off the field as well. So tonight in our inaugural game of Are You Smarter Than a Queenslander, we've got... 
three actually, two representing Queensland, one carrying the weight of New South Wales. It's Connor Watson, Caelan Ponga and Jake Clifford from the Newcastle Knights. And here they are. Ew. We're good to go. Are you guys ready? Do you want to test your buzzers first? Connor, Connor. Oh. <laughs> Why did I say Connor? Because that was sound like Connor. I thought you said Connor. Oh, did I say? I thought you said Connor. Who? <laughs> Kalen. <Caleb. laughs> okay. Nice. Oh, okay. Good night. Okay. All right. We're good. We're ready to go. Kay. All righty, boys. Thanks for joining us on this the inaugural game of something we're calling "Are You Smarter Than a Queenslander." This is a very um, professional game show for the lead up to oh. Origin to find out who is better off the field. Is it New South Wales or is it Queensland? We only have one New South Welshman in this crew. So, Connor, you're ho- holding the um, dreams of a state tonight. Uh, not, no pressure there. But um, the way that this is going to work... I'm, you ready? I'm feeling good. I'm I'm surrounded by two Queenslanders, but they're both idiots. So <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> love that confidence. So, boys, first yeah. of all, how are we feeling about Origin? What are, what attention? What's, what's like? Yeah, what's yeah. it like in the household? That's what I want to know. Uh, it's pretty calm at the moment. We'll a few more of the boys will come around, and then a bit of banter will be thrown around. Um, and then once Queensland start winning, then you'll hear the New South Welshman boys sort of get quiet. <laughs> Um, me and Cliff will, will probably start rocking up. Um, it's just a stock standard Wednesday uh, origin night, really. Um, so Queensland will start winning. So it'll be a good night for Queenslanders, yeah. I don't know about that. You need to you need to calm down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it will be. It Are there any, any bets being thrown around? Uh, we're in like a – what's that thing called today? Uh, I don't know, like a lucky dip. Where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Money and we got like – First try scorer, basically, yeah. out of the hat. And I've got Christian Welsh, so I'm really feeling really confident about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of bets. I'll probably... <laughs> There's a couple of bets going on. Yeah, it's nice. in the house. Love that. All right. Well, we better get into it. Um, let's kick off. Yeah. You ready? Uh, yeah. Go First on. question, and it's going to be fast. Who has won the most Origins? And bonus if you can give us the number of wins they've won. Connor. Queensland have won the most origins. Correct. And um, 22 vic- uh, series wins. 22? You can't yeah. butt in. This <laughs> is not how the game works. He wouldn't have known. But, but Connor gets known. the point. Connor gets the point. No one gets a bonus point 77 then. Because... Wins. 77 wins. Is that a series? No, that's... Or series wins or game wins? Series wins. Oh, 21. It's 22. 22. Close. <laughs> He said, he yeah, said yeah, yeah. You only get Is one point. You don't get the point. Do we get a point for no, twenty-two? No, no. New South Wales rules. Yeah, that's the rule. Oh, I feel like bonus point, mate. It wasn't no. the original question. Yeah, you yeah, had to yeah, get. Yeah, both. You got to get both. You guys got to be fast in the buzzers, all right? Yeah, you should probably know the next one. Yeah, I see what you think. Okay, where is the big pineapple located? Connor. Connor. <laughs> where is it? <laughs> it's located in. Uh, Bundaberg. Bat bow. <laughs> you guys have a go now, Kaylin and Jake. Big, the big pineapple. <laughs> the big gumboot. The big gumboot's in your town. The big, you got the big mango. Right the big mango in Bowen. 
go down a bit. The big pineapple. The big pineapple is Central in coast. sunny coast. Where did you say? Early. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not early. <laughs> oh my god! There's, there's no big. Well, I don't know. You're passing. Rocky. Connor said Rocky. the answer. Yeah, Connor said it. So I don't know if we should. No, give you... we don't give Connor the point. He got it wrong first. Marley, oh, come on, play coast. fair. Yeah, was the sunny coast? Sunny coast. Come on. Yeah. See, I was thinking inland of sunny coast, which is Bundaberg. Is that right? Queenslanders are struggling here. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's it's one nothing still. Just so you guys know. All right. In 2020, the Blues adopted a blue healer pup as their official mascot. What is his name? Connor. Who cares? Connor. Bluey. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, Why would they call him Bluey? Okay. Yeah. Um, um, what was the question? What, <laughs> what was his name? We we so thought these questions are a bit easy, but is this a fake? Is this no? This is legit. This is real. Is it? I don't know. I take take a stab. I'll give you a hint. It does start with B. Buddy. B. Oh, buddy, buddy. No, good guess. Good guess. Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> It's Bruce. No one gets the points again. That's all right. All right. Someone's got to get this one. Where was Greg Inglis born? In New South Wales. You you ought to use your buzzer. No, he's not. He's actually – is he born in Queensland or New South Wales? Maxville. Connor Maxville. No. Well, now I don't, I don't actually know. It's Devils. Oh, Kaylin, I'll actually hey, give you a prize Brisbane. if you answer one Brisbane. question. Brisbane. I'm going to go Brisbane. Isn't he from New South Wales? He, he, yeah, New South Wales. Definitely in New South Wales. You weren't far Brisbane. off, Connor. Grafton or something like that. No. Somewhere those ways. Somewhere, North Coast. North Coast. North Coast. Can, I, can yeah. I get It's Kempsey. But. Kempsey. Oh, yes. That's yes. Next, yeah. Yeah. That was my yeah. next answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, just quickly. Uh, like Maxwell's pretty much Kempsey, bro. It's close. No, it is close. That was close. But yeah. are, are any of you all right at maths? No. <laughs> I think you know you should get this one though. I promise it's oh, not. Okay. It's not hard. Okay, oh, just God. listen. Go you gotta listen Marley. to the question. All right. So cane toads can jump three meters in one bound. So one bound they can jump for full three meters. Good question. Yeah. Considering that. How many jumps would it take to make the full length of a football field? It would take 34. Oh. oh well, I don't know. Nah, to be fair, no. Real like math 33. rules. 33.3 is getting at nine metres. <laughs> no, he's – I give it to Kaylin. <laughs> what did he say? He goes, 33.3. Okay, we'll give it to – We'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it would take 34, though. That's correct. Yeah, but they can't do a third of a bounce. It can do 34 bounces as they make that. Oh. That's where King was at. 33. It's true. I think Connor's right. Gee, Moore, what are you thinking? Do you have the answer there? Yeah, well, no, no. Marley wrote 33.3. No, it's, yeah, but, yeah, no, it's right. Marley wrote 33.3. Yeah, but it's right. 33.3. Marley, just give me a point. How can this... a cane toad do a third of a... Like, we're going to round know. it up. Maybe... We're going to round it up. We're going to 34. No, we're going to start at 33.3. I'm going to give the point to Kaylin. Yeah, but... Like... Queenslanders. Oh, shit. It's one all. We're, gonna we're get... keeping it interesting. 
<laughs> the next question. That's your question, Keely. <laughs> Keely's got a good question. Oh, this is um a bit subjective anyway. If I was born in New South Wales and have never lived in Queensland but go for the Maroons, what am I? A good good person. Yeah. A trader. A trader. Best person ever. Like just nice, um, smart, um, obviously uh yeah, just just someone that you, people like to be around. Um, <laughs> Funny, loving. I don't want to give you the point for that, though. I, I say you're you're the spawn of the devil. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I feel don't... like I'm going to give you both half a point because that was just funny, and yeah. I appreciate that. All right. You guys definitely. Okay, this one. You guys. Oh, I, you I 100%, 100% guarantee you know the answer to this. Where is the easternmost point of mainland Australia? Go say it, Marley. Hint, not a bad spot for a bush dwarf. Main point. Uh, Connor, Byron Bay. Yeah. Thinking about it, like on the curve, because it goes in after that. (laughs) That is, you're talking absolute (laughs) shit. Uh, No, the uh, geographies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what is it? Two and a half to Connor, one and a half. To the Queenslanders. Queenslanders. Yeah. All right. You, okay, this one is for the Queenslanders. You guys, oh, I, I know. feel like I feel confident about this at all. Fine. Okay, so bit of history for you. Oh, in, I thought I got to read this. Oh, one. Okay, no, go. Okay, thanks. Uh, in, <laughs> in Origin Game One of 1994, Queensland scored a match-winning try in the dying seconds that became part of. I don't even know what this word might. I don't know what you wrote there. Rugby league. See, this is why I should have read. Anyway, that. whatever. It's often referred to as the miracle try. Who scored it? Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> you didn't use your bus Kalen, that was. Uh, I remember watching that when I was younger. You can't lie, you, Google. You were definitely not alive then. <laughs> I think it was. Um, what year was it? Don't Google it. <laughs> 1994. 94, 84. 94. 94. Connor was alive. 94. I don't think Connor was alive either. No, it wasn't. Um, like, it was, a, I'm just going to go with uh, Alfie Langer. No. no. Yeah. They're Googling. Are you Googling? What do you think of it? Steve, no, Steve Renoff. Was Mel Steve Renoff. No. Steve Renoff. Incorrect. <laughs> it's Mark Coyne. So, hey, it's, it's Mark Coyne. So it's like, yeah. I thought if he's Mark Coyne. Mark Coyne, yeah. Coyne. Bitcoin. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but if you, I just thought if you guys were passionate about, you know, Queensland <laughs> history, you might know that one. It's all good. It's all good. Um, who is the current Premier of Queensland? Oh, what's your name? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Two and a half each. Two and a half a piece. Two and a half a piece. In what year did Queensland's eight-year winning streak begin? (laughs) Eight year, Connor, two thousand and six. Yes. Oh, brilliant! Well done. Well done. You know that? Did you know that? (laughs) Um, Connor wins. Congratulations! Yep, you win. Well done. But there is a way for you guys to redeem yourselves redeem and also yourselves. win. 
But you won't. We won't actually know if you've done it until after the game, Keely. What's okay. what's the decision? So, so the this decision. is a, a potential steal here. Yeah. So I, I want you to give me the like score of the game plus who wins and um, first try scorer and man of the match. And if you're whoever's Everyone closest, it, we take everything into thoughts. consideration. Whoever's closest, um, I'll be the judge. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Munster man of the match. Yeah, Munster man of the match. Um, James will fail to your Xavier Coates for the first try. I'm gonna go. Walshy. I'm gonna go Xavier Coates. Oh no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gagai first try. And score is going to be 22-18. I like it. All right, lock it in. Close, but, but kind of high scoring. The yeah, way okay. the game is these days. Appreciate the side commentary that. with that one. <laughs> I didn't take that into consideration. I've got 18-14. Ooh, close. Uh, Cleary MOM. Right. And first, first try scorer. Right. Um, will be Fox. Nice. <laughs> Jake? Cliff? Cliff uh, that was our joint together. Oh, oh you're together. together. Oh, okay, stage. Okay, cool. Righto. All right, well, yeah, yeah. we'll have to wait until after the game to see who's closest there. What do you, but what do you think? Ooh. I reckon 2018. Yeah. Ooh, I reckon. Who, who, who gets I out? reckon Queensland's going to win. I'm just being honest. I think. I love that. I love honesty. I really do. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. It's in Townsville. I just, I'm just going with my brain here. I but know. I think first try scorer yeah. would would be like some like for I think Fox. Fox yeah, 100%. I think Fox. Hundred Fox. Yeah. First. Do you reckon they're a better team with or without Kalen? <laughs> Ooh. With always Don't with. Answer that. Don't answer that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Gmore, anything, any tips? Queensland to win, maybe like 22 to 18. Zave Coates, first try scorer and best on ground back in the roomie, Harry Grant. Yeah, go Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for playing, boys. Um, it's great to, to finally get the uh, 257 Collective Chicks and Balls collab that we've been you know, plus, it, plus, 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 yeah, yeah. plus Clifo that we've um, been wishing for. We should do another one. Absolutely. Okay. Another time. We'd be pretty fun. Hey, you just uh, let us know. Thanks, we'll be there. Thanks for having us on. Uh, those are some hard questions. What do you reckon, Cliff? Yeah, I need to do some study, eh? Yeah, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. But we, we, do love, we do love Queensland. Wait, you swear. got the, the Premier right now. Respect. Yeah, what did Kay get? Nothing. What about him Kaylin, what did you provide? No, you got to the, the cane toad one, right? Oh, got the cane toad three three. That that was subjective. Like if we're looking at how many jumps. Okay, you won, Connor. Yeah, you won. It's all right. You don't need to. You don't need to fight for it. What was the number? Thirty three. I love the competitiveness. I love it. I do. I do love it. That's great. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Um, go Thank enjoy you for, uh, having us, and yeah, go exactly. enjoy the game. Hey, yeah. How fun was that, girls? What what a great game! What what great guy? <laughs> Hilarious. I feel like I, you know feedback for myself. Um, we could do better with the questions. Marley, I, easier questions. I just got real excited about it and learning like state okay, trivia. Just a fun fact. Um, Marley's like this is the nicest thing I'll ever say about her. 
like the trivia queen, you if yes, you're I going am. no, but if you're going to a trivia night at a restaurant, at a pub, anything, and you want to win, you take Marley, and that's it. Like period. She just knows all these random things, so her trivia questions are a little bit hard. Some of them I feel like the boys probably should have known, but like it's fine. <laughs> we will make them easy next time. <laughs> Well, you will. Thank, yes. Thank you, boys. And um, Legends. Yeah. Watch this space. 257. 257, man. Podcast. What a time. Collab. More coming. And now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend a sport event or Netflix show or whatever that you should be watching out for for the week ahead. Georgia Moore, what should we be watching? I um, have to give credit for to Trace again this week for my one to watch. She made me watch Australian Story with her on the ABC on Monday night. Um, and my one to watch is actually the episode of Australian Story that's coming up next week. Um, it is on Monday at 8pm on ABC for those of you like myself who do not typically tune in. Um, it's about a woman named Louise and... Sorry, I don't know her last name. So she's an ex-pro tennis player and current commentator. And the story is on her and the work that she does to essentially save the life of a homeless man named Brian by introducing him to tennis as a sport and she gives him lessons and sort of mentors him through life. And like, well, I've only seen the shorts of it, so you'll have to tune in to see the whole thing. But it nearly made me cry, just the preview of it. So I think it'll be a really special story and I'll be watching and I think you should too. That makes me cry just hearing the description. I definitely want to watch that. Thanks, G-Moore. Appreciate that. K-Dog Silver, what are we watching? Uh, appreciate today's nickname, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, my ones to watch are the Goodsies documentaries. So like Marley said, during the episode, the final quarter and the Australian dream, um, they'll both probably bring you to tears, but they're, they're really important. Um, they help – to share Goodsy's story and it, if you um, haven't seen them and you're a bit confused and unsure about his decision based on the um, Hall of Fame, then you should definitely watch. It'll help. Yeah, totally. I Personally, I You can't, should just watch it anyway. Yeah, you should just watch it. And I think I would also recommend like using it as a tool to teach if you've got younger kids or, you know, um, or if you're a school teacher, young people around you. Like I really mentor. recommend using it as a tool to to teach um, kids the next generation about, you know, what this country's like. On that, Trace took it to school and showed it to her kids when it came out last year, the final quarter, I think, when it was like um, playing heaps, she took it in and she said the kids were just like, like flabbergasted. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean they were allowed to say these things? What do you mean they didn't think this was racist? Like, I think, which is good coming from the next generation, but... Trace is the best, man. We love Trace. I think also that's a really kind of important and special example of growth in in the next generation that I see because we lived it. We were at school. We were Aboriginal kids at school watching it happen and the conversation um, in our house was very different to the conversation happening in the schoolyard. Uh, But, yeah, get around it. Anyway. What's your one to watch, Marley? <laughs> You're going to hate me for this, Keely. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, I'm going to do a little shameless plug of myself right now. Well, Keely's ashamed of me, <laughs> but I'm actually going to be 
representing Chicks and Balls on national television. So I'm going to be a panellist on Today Extra for the very first time tomorrow, uh, which is today when you guys are listening. Um, It's just really cool and I'm not one to kind of toot my own horn or anything, but it's a really great opportunity that I'm going to get to be a panellist and talk about a few things, including the State of Origin game that is happening very, very shortly. Um, So, yeah, I'm more than anything really excited to be able to talk about, you know, having chicks and balls uh, on TV. And, yeah, I didn't think that I would have this opportunity, certainly not this early in the piece. So I'm really excited. Um, And And I'm glad that it's you on TV and not me because I would poo my pants. Thanks so much for listening. Massive thank you to... Kaylin, Connor, and Jake for coming on in pretty pretty short notice. Actually, um, we just love growing this chicks and balls family. Thanks for being a part of it. Got plenty plenty more to bring you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit that subscribe button and give us five stars if you're into it. If you're listening on Spotify, hit follow and check out our chicks and balls official pump up playlist. Follow us on Instagram at chicks and balls pod. And as always, DMs wide open. Whatever you want to hear next ep, ep, get around it. Get around us. Okay, bye. See you. Oh, that's the wrong sound. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> ah, classy. It's never happened before. Let me try that again. Ah.